Right now, the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast is happening for you. The Medicare podcast you can take home to mother. Now here with a tear in his eye is Medicare expert, Doug Jones. Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us at the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. You might have heard my Canadian nephew, Drew McMillan, announce my identity. Uh, But just in case you didn't, I will tell you that I am Doug Jones. I wrote the book Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. If you're looking for a Medicare book that's going to feed you all the Medicare information you need and uh, spoonfuls, bite-sized portions, uh, easy to digest, easy to swallow, then that's the book you're looking for. Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. It's not a comic book, but it's not a research tome either. It's not a an encyclopedic uh, version of Medicare facts and minutiae. If you want that, go get Medicare for Dummies. That book is about 470-some pages, and it is a an artfully written, masterfully created uh, research tome that I use myself when I'm asked a question about an unusual situation. But if you're just a normal human being, the book you want is Medicare for the Lazy Man. As the title might indicate, it's for people who don't want to spend a lot of time and energy digging into the the morass of uh, regulations that comprise Medicare. These are uh, This book is written for people who just want the facts, just the facts, nothing but the facts. And uh, that is what I provide in Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. You can get it at barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com. When you go to Barnes & Noble, you'll get a very nicely designed paperback for $9. It's got beautiful color illustrations. If you go to amazon.com, you'll have one of four editions to choose from. Uh, once again, illustrations, but they'll be black and white in the Amazon version. So I would suggest that you do a little shopping if anything having to do with Medicare is on the horizon for either you or your loved ones. Because Christmas is coming, and it's very possible that you need to do a little shopping for some of your relatives and loved ones that may be edging up to their Medicare uh, encounter. And if that's the case, I can't think of a more useful present that's going to do more good for those people that you love than Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. So, Randy Carson, uh, the guy who makes this podcast sound like a well-oiled machine. I don't know what well-oiled machines sound like, but he's the guy who does it. Thank you for being here, Randy. It's nice to see you again. Well, thanks. I mm-hmm. always enjoy being here. I I could be other places, but I really do want to be here because I always learn something. I'm never I'm never wanting for some more information. I you know, it's just one of those things as we said in a couple podcasts ago. What's what's one of the things that's kind of a hallmark of Randy? I like learning new things all the time. And that is is indicative of the reason you're probably going to live to be over age 100. Could be. When I talked to Margaret, I have to mention that we had just finished recording a podcast where we uh, planned your your lifespan to exceed 100 years. Yeah. She was was horrified. I know. I know. It's just one of those things (laughs) when you marry a Carson, 
You got to put up with it because we last for freaking ever. <laughs> well, I wish she had been happier about it. Maybe I just caught her at a bad time. <laughs> well, you know but what anyway. I got cooked up? I got cooked oh, up for you today. Lay it on me. More stupid state laws. Uh, my favorite thing. This is why I, I come know. here every day. I know. Well, you know, I had talked to you about, uh, you know, the potential of another one, but that's a little bit down the list now. So I have, I picked one from your home, your adopted home state. Oh, uh, that would be uh, <laughs> the state of confusion. What home, what adopted home state this, is that? This would be your home, adopted home of Illinois. Oh, that one. Yes, yes, yes. I was dragged yes. there against my will at the age of four and a half. And, I know. Uh, frankly, I, know I go I go to the graveyard every once in a while and lecture my parents. Don't ever do that again. Don't drag me into Illinois again. I'm right. Now, this particular law, Doug, now this may, this may you know, narrow it down in terms of what you need to go through for in your memory and your indexed banks of knowledge. Okay. It, it hails from the city of Galesburg. Oh, I went to school near there. I went to college for a while in Monmouth, Illinois, very close to Galesburg, 15 miles away. Well, here it is. You probably didn't know this, but in Galesburg, Illinois, in Knox County, it has a law prohibiting people from keeping or maintaining any animal, poultry, or fowl in such a manner to cause inconvenience or disturbance to other persons by reason of noise or smell. I got to tell you, that's not a stupid law. That's a wonderful law. <laughs> because Why? lately, Why? people have been creating ranches and farms in the middle of towns. They've decided that they can raise chickens and they've decided they can raise goats. You know, you've heard of goat yoga, I'm sure that originated in Arizona. Uh, goat yoga? Is that yes. is that is that goat yogurt or goat yoga? It's goat yogi for those oh. <laughs> who like to do yogi. I mean, yogi yogi is bad enough, but when you put goats in the mix, and goats are not really house trained, but these people will lay on the ground or do their yogi poses, and goats will walk on them, and they think that's fantastic. They pay extra for that, and I'm telling you right now, people that live in town, some people need to be reined in. They need to be curtailed. <laughs> I don't want any goats standing on me while I'm exercising. As a matter of fact, I'm not sure I want to exercise with a goat anywhere close. Yeah, I was going to say the best way to avoid that is just don't exercise. <laughs> you won't you won't have any goats crawling on you. But this I'm I was not really aware of this goat yoga thing until I was with another couple. We were you know Randy uh, Randy Norris. Uh, he yeah. and his wife. And Mary and I were in the same vehicle, and we were driving down a country road in Illinois. We drove by a farm that had a million cars parked on the lawn. And there was a crowd of people, but we were zoomed past too quickly to figure out what was going on. So we did a Yui, came back what, and took a What's going look. on here? Goat it, yoga. All those, <laughs> all those people were doing goat yoga, which <laughs> should should be illegal everywhere. And so kudos <laughs> to whoever in Galesburg passed that law about keeping animals. What? Some somebody in Illinois was going, I got this whole bunch of stinky goats. What can I do to make a million bucks off of this? That's not who came up with it. It was the product, the brainchild of two ladies in Mesa, Arizona. Oh and my God. La last night, talking about coincidences, last night we were catching up because we were in Illinois part of the summer and part of the fall. 
And so my recorder, my DVR was recording episodes of Arizona Highways Television. And yeah. uh, I happened to see the rerun where they interviewed the two ladies that thought up this horrible travesty of justice, goat yoga. And um, they were there. They were again, all grinning and goofing around. And well, you know, every time I think of goats, you know, I think I think they're fun, fun little animals, you know, in mm-hmm. their place. But sure. I, every time I think of goats, there's one thing that keeps popping into my head that's probably way too politically incorrect. But and I'm going to tell you anyway. Please do. Did you know that a goat's digestive system? uses its food so efficiently and effective that by the time it reaches the end of its track, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's literally dust. You can t- you can pick it up in your fingers, it's dry. You can crunch it in your fingers, it's like dust. Well, that may be the reason goats are an appropriate animal to ha- be crawling all over you while you're doing yogi. Maybe well, that's I would the- I would take that more than I would take a cow because you know what happens then. Oh God! <laughs> well, it's it's very much like a buffalo chip, yes. which is which is uh, typically uh, you know brings to mind happy things. Uh, yes, a, a yes. cow pie does not necessarily. Well, you know, in the Iowa State Fair, there's a cow pie throwing contest. So well, they can't they, they can't use fresh ones. No, they have to be seasoned. You know, all the all the experts that are in the cow pie throwing contest. They start working on their cow pies for the for the sport and for the competition way ahead of time. Oh, I would think it takes months for a, <laughs> a cow pie to become properly seasoned. Oh, so anyway, boy. we need to do something. We need to do something useful here. So I think I am that's going a good idea. I encourage us to move on to the Medicare stuff. Yeah, let's do that. But first, uh, here we have a little thing that uh, shows me that the government is hard at work on our behalf. And I'm always happy to see that because you never know whether the government's wasting its time and money or whether it's um, doing something useful. And in this case, it's doing something useful. It's providing us a reason to have a little quiz. So if you'd like to participate in a quiz, anybody who wants to participate in a quiz, raise your hand. Oh, absolutely. I love doing these things. That was a lackluster was, hand raise. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I, I was actually raising my hand and it, it disappeared off the screen. So, yes, it, <laughs> okay. it's, it's right here. There you go. You're uh, you're elected to participate in the quiz. Here's the deal. The uh, there are 10 leading causes of death in the United States. Uh, there's some kind of nonprofit organization called USA Facts. And they compile reports on government data, and they took a deep dive into the latest data to identify trends. And among a total of three and three quarters million deaths in the year 2021. So in the year 2021, there were 3.46 million people that died. Um, That's the most recent year data is available for. 75% of those deaths were attributed to 10 causes. So... Uh, cause number 11 didn't make the list, and uh, very few people died of that cause. I don't know what it was, but I've got the first 10 causes here. And I'm wondering if you, Randy Carson, uh, can name a cause of death and where its location is on the list of top 10. Um, I hadn't really thought through this uh, this particular quiz construction carefully, but uh, there are 10 things that can kill you, and they're listed in terms of you know one to ten 
the worst one that kills the most people. The second one kills the second most people. So what do you think tops the list? Or do you want to start from the bottom? What do you think number 10? No, I've, I've got to start for the top. Okay, let's do that. Let, let's go for the big money. Big money. Big, big money, money. Big money. Big Oh, what what game show was that? That's a wheel spinning. I can see a wheel there spinning. You go. And they yell. There. They all yell at it. Big money, there big money. Go. Okay, so I think that the number one cause of death in the United States on the top of the list is pneumonia. Wrong. Mm. I got to make that irritating noise. It is not number one. Pneumonia is really not even on the list. Oh, come and on. I, Give me a break here. <laughs> well, the reason I think the reason might be that it's always an ancillary thing. Like if you're in the hospital with a dread disease and uh, you might make it, you might not. And pneumonia kills you. I think that was secondary to the disease you actually had. So okay, I well, I'm going to I'm going to get a lot more specific now. Then okay, okay, good. I, I was I was trying to be generic. Don't okay. be generic. Be specific. Number one on the top of the list is cancer. Okay, you're you're now barking up the right tree. You're wrong, completely wrong in your answer, <laughs> but you're, you're a lot closer. Number one that killed the most people in 2021 is heart disease. That was uh, almost 700,000 people died of heart disease. Number two was cancer at 600,000 people. So good guess. Good guess. So now we have three through 10 left. I was going to, I was going to say heart. I was going to say heart attacks. Yeah. Heart attacks. Would, would, would you have given me points for that? Oh, absolutely. I would have given you credit for the whole uh, correct answer. But in this okay. case, they call it heart disease. So okay. So I am going to go ahead and now that we've got the you know the track in mind here, we've got cancer, we've got, got heart, heart disease. disease. I'm, I'm going to give say, you a hint. I'm going to give you a hint on number three. Okay. I think it. I think it's a big fat lie. Okay. Uh, flu. Close enough for me. COVID nineteen. I believe well, that you, when the when you know, the government. COVID we didn't we didn't have any flu during that year so all all the flu that we normally would have had was all designated as covid so That's somewhere in the process there all the flu went away for one year so i'm not surprised that it's yep. not in the list that's why I'm giving you full credit for a correct answer on number three, even though you didn't use the term the same term they did. Uh, this COVID figure is a complete lie uh, because when they decided to pay extra, when they decided to reimburse hospitals extra for anybody that died of COVID, then boy, the COVID death rate went sky high at that point. So anyway, uh, number four is kind of interesting. What do you think the fourth cause of death was? Hmm. Hmm. Does it count when it's old age? It factors in. That's a fact. Uh, Alzheimer's. No, it's accidents. When you think about old dudes like us climbing ladders <laughs> to clean gutters and stuff, you know, some people just shouldn't be taking chances, but they do anyway. But also accidents can take a toll with kids, car accidents and, and, uh, drug overdoses. I don't know if those are considered accidents or not, but, uh, Accidents of all kind are the fourth leading cause of death. Now, the fifth leading cause of death, we're back to a physical, like a circulatory problem. So what do you think? Mm, circulatory problem. Um, high blood pressure. Mm, close, but no cigar, uh, which I wouldn't mind having a cigar right now. As a non-smoker, the thought of smoking a cigar is kind of appealing. Uh, stroke is what we're looking for there. Stroke. Yep. Um 
and this the sixth cause of death is too specific. So I'm not going to torture you with that. It's chronic lower resp- respiratory diseases. Oh, I, I knew that. Well, I didn't. I didn't know it was number six, but chronic lower respiratory disease. I knew it was on the list. I just didn't know it was number six, Doug. Well, you're a lot more savvy with this stuff than I am. Number seven, you've already mentioned Alzheimer's disease. Alzheimer's. You, you might have forgotten that you mentioned it, though. I did. I did. Okay. Number so, eight. So, oh, go so ahead. Does, does Louis body dementia show up on there anywhere? It's not. It's, uh, you know, it should have been more all inclusive. I believe that Alzheimer's disease as the most common form of dementia probably might be including all the other forms of dementia. There's vascular dementia, uh, you know, but I have to go with what it says here. It says Alzheimer's. So I'm, I'm really not sure if I can answer that question. But number eight is a subject we recently discussed in depth in a different episode. Hmm. Of course, you might have taken a nap during that episode. Often I see well, you. Well, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. That would be diabetes. Remember how we spent a whole oh, episode talking about yes, yes, uh, diabetes. insulin? I, yeah. Well, I, I learned something about that because in that episode, you know, I just walked in, you know, fat, dumb, and happy thinking, oh, there's just one kind of insulin. And apparently there's not one kind of insulin. There's... Oh. 20, oh, 20 or 30 different kinds, That's fast right. acting, slow acting, acting on the top, acting on the bottom, no acting. <laughs> yeah. And the heavy hand of government is distorting the market for that insulin. So some people are going to have to scramble to find the kind of insulin that works best for them because it's not going to be covered by insurance anymore. And that's because the government is forcing insurance companies to take a loss. But I digress. So uh, number nine happens to people who spend too much time at the Buffalo Chip or Mountain View. Alcoholism. Yeah, it's chronic liver disease and cirrhosis. Oh, okay. I'll give you that. I'll, okay, that that's the end result of it all. And the last number 10, uh, which killed 54,000 people. So it's the least deadly of all the 10 items we've got here on this list. Happened to a friend of mine. I was back in Illinois. I called up his his wife answered, and and it turns out he just he just had a kidney. Tra- oh, I just gave it away. He had a kidney transplant. Kidney disease is the kidney the disease tenth the tenth killer on the list of. So what? Uh, had, what? No, did I miss? I did I miss drug? Like a, you know, we've been talking. You know, at the national level, we've been talking about you know opioid crisis yeah we have but apparently it's not crisis enough to make the top 10 oh really i would have thought they would have at least put it on there as an honorable mention (laughs) well sure you know and it may be they may have earned honorable mention status we have a neighbor who lives two doors down who uh, uh her husband was hauled off to the hospital he's got anal cancer or you know colon cancer or something and so she said i She's all screwed up too. And she wears a pain patch. And she said, my helpers that come in every day for like eight or 10 hours a day are not allowed to change my patch. Could Mary come over and change the patch I wear on my back and replace it with a new patch? And uh, Mary said, okay, sure. And she did that a couple of times. And then she did a little research and she found out that patch was fentanyl. And yeah, you anybody- know, that I, was, I, I was just going to say, uh, if it's anything to do with fentanyl, you definitely don't want Mary getting within this, you know, at least 25 feet of it. 
I had no idea that they even made fentanyl patches for pain that people wear, but this, this woman didn't bother to warn her or tell her or anything else. And so apparently if you tear one of those fentanyl patches accidentally, you're going to kill everybody in the whole house. You definitely are right about that. I mean, uh, first responders, I mean, they, the first thing they have to do is they, they run around with a, like an EpiPen sort of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If they touch anything to do with fentanyl, I mean, they will stroke out like right now and they have to hit them with that EpiPen thing. And of course we got a million wetbacks mewling fentanyl across the Rio Grande. Yeah. Yeah. What a wonderful bottom world. line is the, it just, and you know, this is not a good piece of news, but some, somebody dreamed up invented and probably is on the you know on the streets already some drug that is a thousand times more powerful than fentanyl you know i i I enjoyed breaking bad but the fact is there are a lot of scientists out there creating stuff that we really don't want to have any part of now i agree you know there's some people that are in just you know unbelievable unrelenting pain fentanyl they deserve, you know, having that fentanyl yeah. patch. But yep. bottom line is there's whole there's a whole bunch of people shouldn't have anything to do with it. Well, I agree. And Mary is one of them because she didn't realize what she was getting into, just offered to do a, fr- uh, a favor for a neighbor. So uh, my neighbors are driving away from home now, headed off to Tombstone to do Tombstone. West Stone, take part in some sort of Western pageant. They do... Uh, cowboy shooting and dressing oh, up. Oh, this is, this is the couple that, you know, dresses the part and goes yep. down to Tombstone and stands yep. out in the graveyard and takes pictures. I'm just, I'm just teasing. Yeah, but they do. They do that kind of stuff. They wear period costumes and cool. Take, so, um, you know, I heard those crickets. Uh, they uh, did. Singing their death song. And <laughs> I'm not even one third of the way through the content. So take your choice. Uh, do you want some Medicare basics or do you want to switch it up a little bit and have social security basics? Whatever you don't pick, we'll do another time. Oh, let's go. Let's go something around social security. Okay. Social security basics. Social security weighs on the minds of many people from folks experiencing retirement to those in the initial stages of their careers who are just beginning to pay their share of this dedicated payroll tax. The United States Social Security Administration is the independent agency, I don't think it's that independent, of the U.S. federal government tasked with administering Social Security, defined as social insurance program consisting of retirement, disability, and survivor benefits. It also manages the Medicare program, which gives us the excuse to actually talk about it today. So what is Social Security? It's a program in the U.S. intended to support retirees and those who become disabled. Uh, The original Social Security Act was signed into law by Roosevelt in 1935. Two major health care programs, specifically Medicare and Medicaid, were established within the Social Security amendments of 1965. Boy, we sure loved to give away money back in the 60s, didn't we? Social Security amendments of 1983 made comprehensive changes in coverage, financing, and benefit structure. Um. In general, who benefits from Social Security? I think we know it's uh, old people, crippled people, and people on Medicare and Medicaid. Poor people. Must I take it at age 62? No, you don't have to. You can wait until age 70. But if you wait any time past age 70, the amount will not increase. So 
Uh, you won't get any more by waiting until 71 or 72 or 73. Um, now, what are spousal and survivor benefits? Spousal benefit coverage can begin at age 62. However, their partner through marriage must be receiving his or, own retire, uh, his or her own retirement benefits for the spouse to receive spousal benefits. A husband or wife with no work record or low benefit entitlements based on his or uh, her own work record may be eligible for benefits based on the spouse's social security record. And if a person is receiving retirement or disability benefits, their spouse may also be eligible for benefits if they're caring for a child who is under 16. Uh, Survivor benefits for widows or widowers can begin at age 60. Note that there are advantages and disadvantages to taking survivor benefits before their full retirement age, which I think is like 66 and a half or thereabouts. When a parent dies after having worked long enough in a job that they paid Social Security taxes in, children under age 18 are eligible for survivor benefits. Children with disabilities whose parents have little income or resources may be eligible for supplemental security income. Some divorced individuals may also be eligible for benefits based on their ex's social security record. Um, Let's see. um, How is social security funded? It's funded by working people and their employers. Actually, the employers uh, would be able to pay that contribution directly to the employees. So it's really funded entirely by working people. Uh, It's just that the employers have to kick in a matching amount. Uh, They pay through payroll taxes. Each pays a 6.2% of wages up to the taxable maximum of $160,000. And the self-employed pay 12.4%. So they uh, don't have any employer to uh, uh, slough off half of their tax obligation on. Uh, Does everybody get the same amount of Social Security payout? Nope. The Social Security payments are dependent on the worker's earnings and levels of benefits vary. Is it better to take Social Security at 62 or wait until you're older? Typically, unless disabled, age 62 is the earliest age one may begin receiving Social Security. However, if you start Social Security at age 62 rather than waiting until your full retirement age, uh, you would expect a reduction in monthly benefits. Consider that full retirement age is not or is expected to rise in the future. Additionally, starting from the month you reach full retirement age, you can get your benefits with no limit on your earnings. And those who delay taking their benefits from full retirement age up to age 70 will see an increased benefit amount. So what's the best age to take Social Security benefits? There's no single answer for everyone. I think you need a crystal ball. How long are you going to live? If you're going to live for a long, long time, then you're better off waiting as long as you can, like age 70, to start taking Social Security. If you're going to croak earlier than average, then you might want to start taking at age 62 to get your hands on your share of the Social Security benefits. Uh, Do you have to apply for Social Security or does it automatically kick in. One must apply for Social Security retirement benefits up to four months before they start uh, wishing, before they wish to start receiving benefits. You can call Social Security or you can uh, send them an email or you may make an appointment to visit your local Social Security office. Is Social Security expected to run out of money or, uh, and if so, why? While it is not likely to suddenly go bankrupt right this minute, 
substantial problems loom over the future of Social Security. If changes are not made, a reduction in benefits is forecast to occur 10 years from now, in 2033. At that point in time, the administration would likely pay about 75% of promised benefits. Why is the Social Security in jeopardy, you ask? Demographic changes play a considerable role with more retirees and fewer workers paying payroll taxes. Having more people taking out funds than putting in funds would lead to insolvency. While present-day retirees are okay, concerns are heightened over the financial security of future generations of retired senior citizens. Remember that many people rely uh, currently on Social Security payments to live, and this is unlikely to change. That's kind of a bad idea to put your fiscal future in the hands of Social Security rather than to have worked hard, saved, and lived frugally throughout your life. That's a much better way to achieve security than to uh, rely on the large yes of the taxpayers, which can be taken away from you in one election cycle. Next question, what complexities are involved in Social Security? Well, that sounds like a a not fun answer. Let's see. Understand that there are complexities involved in retirement and Social Security decisions. Many program rules and exceptions apply, and making ill-informed or wrong decisions can negatively affect one's future. Increasingly, people are turning to Social Security specialists. Um, So these specialists can guide people on how best to encounter and apply for Social Security benefits. Uh, What is COLA? COLA stands for Cost of Living Adjustments. These Social Security general benefit increases are based on cost of living as measured by the Consumer Price Index. Since inflation is high of late, concerns exist about whether Social Security benefits will keep pace with rising costs. Why should I care about Social Security? Social Security is a crucial topic. What people paid in allows them to live with dignity in retirement. Well, that that's, uh, remains to be seen. Should the Social Security well begin to run dry, many older Americans will likely suffer via benefit cuts. Not only is it widely viewed as unfair for hard workers to pay in their pay in their own money with the possibility of receiving reduced benefits or none in return. But future generations will likely struggle in many ways, from putting food on the table to affording things like housing and clothing and medications. So everyone should care. Yeah, everybody should care. What's the best way to prepare for retirement? Readying for retirement is complex. It's important to self-educate on Social Security basics and beyond to make well-informed decisions. One may greatly benefit from the advice of professionals such as qualified CPAs, financial planners, and more specifically, Social Security advisors who can help you prepare for this mature stage of life. Well, if I were asked that question, I would repeat what I said earlier. The best way to prepare for retirement is to work hard and live frugally so that you don't have to rely on the federal government or on the generosity of the taxpayers uh, if they decide not to be so generous. And that's uh, that's my two cents worth on the Social Security uh, subject. Randy, do you have any uh, thoughts to share with us? Uh, I agree with everything you said. I think the best way to approach preparing for retirement is to have worked and lived frugally your entire life. Because bottom line is that's at the end of the day, that's the only way you're going to win in this game. Because if you're betting on the come or, you know, 
that there's going to be a gold brick on your front doorstep or, you know, there's going to be some low hanging fruit, chances are it's not going to happen. So I, I, agree. I totally agree. I totally agree with what you had to say, Doug. Well, good. I'm glad we agree on that. I also think you should take us on out of here before anything happens. Like, like if the government decides to yank the plug on Social Security. Well, yeah. I mean, we have spent our 75 cents, so we need to get out of here. We are just for, you know, uh, for you guys that know how we do this. I'll, I'll, But for those guys that don't, I'll go ahead and tell you how we do this. We bring this in. Uh, we land the plane on this particular episode. We come, we're coming in on uh, 32 left. But before we do that, we're going to say a couple things that we always say because we don't want you to forget it. If you want to reach out to Doug, he loves to hear from you. He gets up early every morning and stands in front of his laptop watching to see if anything comes in his inbox. He stands there with his hot tea for at least two hours waiting since 6 a.m. to see what happens. And if it doesn't, He's not happy. So let's not have an unhappy Doug. Send an email to Doug at dbj at mlmmailbag.com. Also, don't forget that Doug is licensed nationwide to help you with your Medicare supplement planning. Check us out at medicareforthelazyman.com. I think it's a pretty darn good website. Got a lot of stuff going on there. And we would appreciate a couple reviews someplace. We're coming into the end of the year Numbers are, you know, basically numbers are our life at the podcast business. So find a place to give us a review on the book, Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023, the website, the podcast, any of the content that we produce, please find a place to give us a review. We would certainly appreciate it. Last but certainly not least, thank you for joining us. It's a lot more fun with you with and or than without you. It's a lot more fun with you than without you. You had to because, put some thought into that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was my my mind was getting ahead of my tongue. I don't know what happened there, but had a little cog slip in there someplace. But anyway, thank you for joining us. And if you didn't keep track of the time, you have spent about 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy originally from Oklahoma, no more. He's up in the high ground behind Cave Creek, Arizona. I won't bother telling you how high he is because Doug just likes being high. So I am going to turn it over to Doug Jones and let him land the plane. Thank you, Randy. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. We're looking forward to seeing you again at our next episode. So come on along. Bye-bye.